0: Welcome back everybody to the 25th episode of the 3M Sports Podcast. Our buddy Nick Plimel joining us on the podcast today to discuss NBA as we always do with him. We're talking about a bunch of different things going on here. We're going to start with a little game we're playing called Pay or Pass with a bunch of guys either going to be free agents after this season or after next. We also dive into some teams we want to give some love to. We talk about a little bit of the rookie class, the Eastern Conference, and the horrendous performance that most teams have put on in there. And then we talk about a little struggles that the uh, Lakers might face with AD out, and lastly, the Utah Jazz who are on absolute fire, they come up in the pod, see what Bernetti and Nick think about them. I love them, but you'll have to wait to get their takes. Before we get started, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram, at 3MB Sports, that's at the number 3 B underscore sports. Also be sure to subscribe, rate, and review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and wherever else you get your podcasts. We love all listeners. We want, uh, we want to hear your comments. We want to hear your feedback. And I'm not going to keep you any longer here. We got to get to Nick and Bernetti. But first, Write Music, Alex Murtha, Charlie Robson, they're going to introduce us. It's our boy, Nick Plymel. Nick, how's it going?
1: It's going fantastic.
0: He's fresh off, uh, what are you guys, the fifth episode of season two on the Misfits Hoops podcast?
1: Uh, yeah, sounds like it. I yeah, check, that's right.
0: Check them out on Spotify and Apple Podcasts as well as uh, our podcast. And we got a ton of NBA going for you. Bernetti's here with us. We want to start off with a game called a or pass here. I got a few guys who are either looking at contract extensions this offseason or their contracts just flat up. We're going to start with some of the dudes from the 2018 class. I want to start with Colin Sexton. He was getting a lot of buzz like earlier in the season, a little bit. He dropped 42 on the Nets in that double OT game. He scored 20 straight points. And then the Cavs have gone on an eight game losing streak and he looks like he's taking a big turn. Would you pay or pass on Colin Sexton? Uh, at the end of what we 2022 season, we'll go for Netty. Where are you at on Colin Sexton?
2: You have to pay the guy. So, especially for really? Cleveland, yeah, because you're looking at it, you're Cleveland. Nobody, it's not a free agency destination. It's really not. And Colin Sexton this year, if you look at his numbers, he's averaging 22.8 points, 4.3 assists, 2.5 rebounds, and he is almost. No, I guess he's not almost, but he's shooting 48.4% from the field, 40% from three and 80% from the line. Those are awesome stats for, what is he a Is he a third, second year guy? Third year guy now? Third year guy. Third year guy. And it's just the team around, he has a good young core around him too. Yeah. Garland's good. And then you have Jared Allen, you pay him. He's going to be legit. So yeah, you got to pay him. I don't know if he's going to get like a super max,
1: but you have to pay the guy.
0: Nick, are you a semi as a semi Cavs fan? Where are you at with Colin Sexton?
1: Well, for the record, regardless of what I thought, just so that Mark Isom doesn't kill me in my sleep, the answer is pay. And there's no other option. Because Colin Sexton is he actually what what's perfect and Brunetti kind of touched on it, he if they have this young core, their identity is through Sexton. He plays really hard both ways. He doesn't take nights off. He's really, really aggressive. Uh, that's just his mentality. And I think that's what you want out of a young player. And Garland's kind of the opposite. Garland's the guy that they kind of maybe missed on. Maybe didn't think, maybe I don't think that they would have been, you know, like if, if he's, if he's the guy that's the, between the pay or pass, it's a different argument. But to me, I think it's Sexton. You got to keep him around. And really, I don't think that like, like Brunette said, it's not going to be a max. You might get him on a really good value. And then what happens is then his second contract isn't nearly as big as it might've been if you wait. If you wait and say, we're gonna let you play this last year out and then renegotiate as he's a free agent. If he pops off year four, you're really talking having to really pay him or he walks if, if, if my memory serves me right. Isn't that how that rookie deal works?
0: I think so. Yeah. I'm not quite sure, but so how much Bernetti, how much would you pay him then? So if he's going, if you're looking at a max deal, he's asked for a max deal. Would you give him a max deal? Well, what do you mean by a max deal? Like what yeah, cause Max
2: is different. It yeah, depends on what yeah. he, I would so, give
0: twenty-five. Well,
2: so what 28,
1: happens twenty-eight million. No, Trace, what happens million. here is what, what's gonna happen is it'll be like the Ben Simmons deal where that when they agree on the extension, it won't kick in until his first contract's up. So those so yeah, they, yeah, if I they got do that. it smartly, next year will still be for his rookie value. So you kinda can really have some wiggle room there with you can have an incremental increase. So I think you can get him for right around if you started out at 20 and it's ending over 25 and it incrementally increases each year, I think that's probably a good value. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree with that,
2: but I want to circle is, back. So you don't like well, Garland. Cause I think Garland's actually having an, a pretty solid season. Well, For, he, I thought he was a bust last year. And I think he's, he's improving to be like, he's averaging 15 this year. And he's yeah, shooting well. I think well.
1: his, I think his percentages are getting better. His defense is horrendous oh, and then they need him, you know, with sex and him being so small and they're going to play them. It's really hard to have any of those guys not be good two-way players, and honestly, Akoro, the guy that they just got this year, he's pretty solid on defense. And obviously, Addy Jared Allen's huge, but they don't have a lot of defense in the guard position if it's not Sexton. So Garland slipping there is kind of unfortunate. And I just think that when you drafted that guy, thinking about who they took and they took him, and they could have had some other options if you look at that draft class, 15 okay, but. um I don't know. I think that Sexton is, is the Cavs right now. He, he like he's the face of their team. He, he definitely just, when you watch them play, he, he pisses people off. He gets up in their shit on defense. And I think that's what they need to embrace. You know, like, like you guys said, they're not a free agent destination. They're not going to wow people with their, you know, bright lights, fun city. It's fucking Cleveland. It's the worst place in Ohio. So why would you want to go there? I mean, no one's going to go there in free agency. But if you're calling Sexton and you're these young guys, if you have something to prove and you make that your identity, you can kind of stretch them once together. And if you're the Cavs, all you want is to make the playoffs. If you're Dan Gilbert, that's all you want—just get in the playoffs. Yeah.
0: Well, they're not looking like they're going to the playoffs right now. No, I've and they're purposely these-
1: tanking because they're sitting Andre Drummond, oh. which is a whole other topic. But that's half the reason why they're playing so poorly right now is they're, uh, they don't have their best talent out right there. And Drummond was just playing so bad because he was I'd so not with the situation.
0: I don't know if it necessarily has to do with Drummond. I feel like, I feel like they're pretty bad defensively. Like they're getting what, like a one twenty dropped on their heads night in, night out. It feels like the Clippers missing PG and Kawhi just killed them. Like, Guys like Lou Will took over. Serge Ibaka went hard. Pat Beverly went hard. That's your favorite guy, Nick. I you like, I like...
1: Pat Beverly. Fuck Pat Beverly. Yeah, he doesn't He's like that. He's got Pat rabies,
0: dude. So I think that they. I kind of pass it on Sexton. I'm going opposite of you guys. I like Garland better. I think Garland's playing really well. He's averaging 16 a game. He's shooting 41 from three. I feel like he looks a lot better on the court and works a lot better with Jared Allen than Colin Sexton does. He's always throwing lobs to Jared Allen. And uh, he threw one to Okoro the other day, but Okoro didn't quite get up there. I think that they should move Okoro to the two guard. I think the three of those guys are too small. Okoro's only a 6'5 playing in the small forward position. The NBA is getting bigger. Maybe trade Sexton, go with Garland, Akoro, draft a small forward.
1: I'm just that's saying the worst take ever.
0: Yeah,
2: that's a, well that is not a great or is not playing that great this year. He's shooting no, under 40%. Like, wh- why would you give up Sexton for a Okoro, Okoro
1: is not it? the future of your franchise. That this draft this year was so good because it was just filled with like solid players. But there's not I'm a not ton saying, of
0: saying. I'm not saying put your eggs in Okoro, but you could just getting rid of Sexton trade Sexton <laughs> to put him in the place well, of Sexton. But he doesn't have to produce like Sexton. If you get somebody else back, who, like, you can put your eggs in whoever you're small for. All right, Trey. So break up. down the trade. Yeah. Sexton a, with
1: one year left oh, on his I deal. Know. Who's taking that? Well, no he's, got, taking he's got he's
0: got next trade. year, and then he's got his qualifying offer. But yeah, people could right. trade for Colin Sexton. Here's the deal. You I said, don't know. I watched Colin you said Sexton. said Colin Sexton,
2: Andre time. Drummond, and four first for Bradley Beal. But then you're going to have to trade Beal in another year when he gets pissed and off. And the Wizards
1: say huff my nuts and yeah, they just hell no. deny that deal. They so would
2: fast. take that. Okoro? No. no, no, no. Colin Sexton drummond and four first. They're taking that in a second.
1: I don't think so. Although uh, those first would be good from Cleveland.
0: All right. My next guy pair pass Marvin Bagley, Nick.
1: Oh. Um this was hard. I think I think that the Kings might say pass because of the shit going on in that franchise but my answer is technically going to be pay, but not from Sacramento. I think if you're another team and that guy's available and you can get him and you can maybe even make a trade and extend him immediately upon the trade, that's where the pay comes in. We've seen it across the league. We've seen guys go from the wrong franchise to the right franchise to a system that works better to a team that shows them how, how, uh, how they want to be playing with them. And I think the Kings are not using Bagley, like he could be used in his fullest potential. Um, he obviously was taken really high in the draft for a reason. He had an incredible start at Duke. He's had injuries throughout his entire NBA career. And the Kings are kind of just getting done with him. And his dad's throwing shit on Twitter about trading him. And they're just it's a lot of just bad stuff. And honestly, Sacramento is where good players go to die in the NBA. So if there's any chance to get convinced of a player to have a second you know, opportunity at life, it's the fact that he's playing for Sacramento. I can think of so many other rosters that could take a guy like him and turn him into a really good player so yeah if i'm the kings i might not pay him because it doesn't seem like it's working out but if i'm another franchise and i can get that guy for cheap and then extend him with my own dime then my answer would be pay
2: yeah i agree agree with that a lot i think i think he's one that's going to be on the move before this year's deadline and whoever's going to get him i don't know what his trade package is right now it'll be interesting to see what the kings want for him but he's definitely someone that's going to be on the move eventually so i think he's going to He's gonna move on to a contender soon, and by the end of the year, I think he's gonna be he's gonna be playing meaningful meaningful minutes in the playoffs. So it'll be what if interesting. It to see Celtics.
1: Where he goes. What if it's the Celtics and you're saying, we need mm. we need bench depth and we need better bigs. What what do you think they could package together? They have that trade exception uh, they that do they got the trade. from the uh, deal of Hayward. So they could almost they could basically just take Bagley and a contract back for maybe yeah. Wayland, and then use that exception maybe that put in tr- like Tristan thompson in that or something because he's
2: been a bust this year yeah but that yeah. i think boston might move kemba also i think stephen adams and lonzo ball to to boston for kemba walkers my blockbuster trade coming up that's a little off topic
0: but that's going i, I could see that i think that money sounds yeah, like it, it works. works yeah that's not the worst trade you've ever thrown. Why would the today.
1: Pelicans take that back? What's their incentive to take that back? They want to
2: get her And right now at point guard, it's not working. So Kemba come in there as a leader. I think Kemba's good. He's just, he's been injured and he just needs to get out of Boston. It's the same thing with Hayward. Hayward came there and was just injured all the time. Kemba's just been injured his whole like some, some of the Boston, everyone gets
1: injured. I think that Danny Ainge is just getting the, cl- like, no, sh- like, can you imagine if like this was the Lakers and it was Rob Polinka, he'd be actually assassinated by now by a Lakers fan. Like Danny Ainge is getting no shit for the fact that they have year after year, not, not made the right moves. Let Terry your walk. Who's just a bucket now in Charlotte. They took back Kemba who can't get a consistent like game going they let Hayward walk for nothing. He's like putting up triple doubles in Charlotte. Like I feel like Danny Ainge has just made a string of bad decisions and we'll see if this, he didn't take the deal with Miles Turner. They could have done yeah. a trade. With <laughs> yeah, the he didn't take that. So why, maybe I'm just like not in Boston. I don't know how their fans are taking it, but when I listen to mainstream stuff, they're like Danny Ainge, he's ruthless. He's heartless. He'll make a trade at any second. I'm like, will he? Cause he has made awful decisions the past three years.
2: No, I agree. I totally agree. I've been, my dad is a diehard Boston fan and we have this debate every, Danny Ainge has been bad other, even in the draft, other than Tatum and Brown, which were two top five picks. If you look at his draft picks the past three years, I'll give him Peyton Pritchard. I kind of like Pritchard is not bad, yeah, but, who,
1: but who's the guy that they took before so Pritchard, from Vandy. E-Smith, yeah. E-Smith? He,
2: yeah. Yeah. He's not playing yeah. at all. And other than taco, Taco's is going to be a beast. <laughs>
0: all right so it sounds like you guys are saying the kings at least won't pay marvin bagley he'll end up somewhere else i kind of agree it's probably time to get him out of sacramento i it's like that i to like idea of him on the idea
1: we could just say yeah. sacramento as a franchise get the fuck out of here what about Bring him guy, back to hey i get that's him that's we're coming later yeah Ty- tyrese needs fox. out he is too good for that franchise he doesn't yeah, get the air
0: fox out of there too I love De'Aaron Fox. I want him out of Sacramento too. Dude, bring Sacramento back to Cincy.
1: Hey, we will treat Tyrese, we'll treat you right, brother. Yes, we will. will treat you right in the in the Queen City.
0: All right, Bernetti are the Suns paying DeAndre Ayton in a couple yes. of years? Yes, yeah. you have to.
2: You have to. He's he's gone better each year. I know he uh he got caught with with some roids last year and he was suspended for like half the season. But he's he's good and him and him and Booker are your young core that you're, you guys need to build around. And they have some nice pieces. Um like Miles Bridges, uh what's his what's the guy from uh UNC? Why am I Mike mean, uh,
1: Michael, Bridges. Michael, Bridges. Michael
2: Bridges. No, who's from UNC? Cam Johnson. Cam Johnson, yeah. Both of them are good on the wing. So yeah, you gotta build around those two.
1: Yeah, no-brainer, pay him, keep it rolling. Pay him, no-brainer.
0: All right, Nick, Aaron Gordon.
1: Fuck no. <laughs>
0: no. They, he's no. been with
1: the Magic for how long now? It's ha- It has Dude, to be like. Okay, eight. I'm sick and tired of getting on sports shows on Twitter and seeing Aaron Gordon might get moved at the deadline. There's a lot of interest in Aaron Gordon. <laughs> no one wants Aaron Gordon. No one wants him. You know, there's a reason he hasn't been moved in five years. Yeah. Nobody wants Aaron Gordon. He's a player who plays like he shouldn't pl- – like he, he purposely plays like he is a – like a point forward. He can't really shoot as well as he thinks. He takes bad shots. When he came into the league, he was an incredibly re- – like really good finish around the rim, incredible at drawing fouls, getting to the rim. Doesn't do that anymore. Doesn't play defense anymore. I- I'm done. I'm out on Aaron Gordon. Not sure what the hype yeah. is. Why am I seeing him in potential trade deals every single year? No It's the one dunk wants contest. Gordon.
0: It's just the dunk contest. Everybody was infatuated at the, dunk contest. the dunk contest. I agree. I'm out on Aaron Gordon, too. I'm so tired of that, dude. It's like, when will Aaron Gordon and the Magic finally put it together? It's like, never, never. They, they stink. They're like the AC at best every single year. That's another team that needs to blow up. Oh, That's another yeah. team that needs to just
2: get rid of the whole front. Like Mo Bamba, I don't even know why he's still on the team. Uh, like uh Vucevic is a beast though. I'll give him that. But the, it's the same thing with Sacramento. You have like a, two good players and the rest
0: are just
1: Well, it, ha- it sucks that Isaacs is hurt cuz he was he yeah. was having a really good good season ending last year.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that does suck. And Markel Foltz too. He went down oh, early this I year. I forgot
1: about that. Yeah.
0: All right. Bernetti. Uh is it is it Jonas or Jonas Jonas Valanciunas
1: it's Jonas
0: yeah Jonas Valanciunas are you paying him if you're the Grizzlies uh, what is his contract <laughs> I don't even <laughs> I know what his like,
1: value is
0: I don't well maybe up his... if you're the Grizzlies is he in your future plans
2: yeah I think he is he, he's he's a serviceable serviceable big but he's not one that like if you lose him it's it's gonna hurt your franchise he's I was not expecting his name to come up. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. Yeah. That's what I thought it was interesting. He's averaging averaging a double double. He's playing well. I would keep him, but I don't know how much, like he's, he's a guy that you don't give a long-term deal to. You give like two years, 40 mil or something like that, that like you can get, he can be expiring contract if you need him to be.
0: So then you would pay So I just looked his contract up. He's 15 million this year, 14 next year. So Yeah. 20 million, you give him a little bit. He? He's
1: not a free agent. Why are we talking about pay or pay?
0: The uh, extensions for this offseason because a lot oh, of just players extend yeah. him. Okay, yeah, yeah. No, I would wait, I would
2: not extend
1: okay. him.
0: All right, uh, Nick, what are you doing if you're the Bulls with Wendell Carter?
1: I don't know. Well, for starters, go Bulls, uh, buy the transitive oh. property. I have to root for the Bulls because Billy Donovan is their head coach. My cousin used to be the head assistant to Billy Donovan. So by the transitive property, I can only say good things about the Bulls. So go Bulls. Pay Wendell <laughs> Carter. Yeah, there let's we not go. Ta- let's not talk about their uh, bad losses this year and the fact that they don't play defense and that I don't know why Kobe White and Zach Levine are on the same team. Doesn't matter. Go Bulls. Pay Wendell. It's Laurie and who's the bigger question mark to me, not Wendell Carter.
0: Carter's younger. Yeah, he'd, be a a, one. he'd be a better I, one.
1: I think Markkinen's the one that you have to really make the decision on because he he actually will be. I think he'll literally, he decided not to, yeah. to to take any offer that was qualified to him. So he's playing through this season. Um, On the, on the here, shameless plug, on the Misfits, I had Dez on, my friend Dez, and he's a huge Mavericks fan. And we discussed both Levine and Markin how they don't. We don't see them lasting up much longer in Chicago. And he just talked about how much he wants Levine on the maps because he thinks Levine is a better player than he gets credit for because they think he just like they people think he's good stats bad team guy. But I think Markin could be the same way. But no Carter, I think we just got to give him more chances. So if you're the Bulls, you probably pay him to give him an extra year. Especially, it kind of goes back to the same thing as Sexton, right? Aren't they in the same draft class? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so if you're that, it's the same idea that you could extend them, wait till the offer kicks in, get them on a good deal as opposed to waiting, playing the waiting game and getting screwed by having to pay them a max, letting them walk.
0: So you would extend them this
1: offseason? Yeah, because then it wouldn't kick in. And I feel like, I mean, in fairness, I've probably only seen the Bulls play four times this year that I can recall. So I haven't seen any great Wendell Carter stuff personally, but... He's everything you want in a future NBA big. He's got touch around the you know three point line. He's a good free throw shooter, and he's really got he's got great long arms on defense. Good shot blocker. So, I don't really know why you wouldn't pay him.
0: Let's talk about some of the bigger guys now who will be in the 2022 free agent class. I want to talk about Steph Curry because the Warriors' trajectory is a little interesting right now. Clay Thompson, he got injured again this year. What it was a it was a knee this year, right? Uh, right Achilles. after an Achilles. Achilles. Oh, Achilles. Achilles after a knee so he's coming off two major injuries in back-to-back years Uh, Draymond's not looking like he's getting any younger he's He's all the ball around but he can't score at all Uh, they got Wiseman in the draft he hasn't played in a little while and Steph Curry's going to be 34 when he's a free agent what what's Steph Curry's path at this point you pay him you
2: pay him you you pay that guy until until he's 45 like the goat Tom Brady is
1: Yeah, I agree. To be honest, what about Steph Curry's game looks like it's different? Nothing. He looks awesome. He's never been a good rim finish. I mean, he's like makes crazy shots around the rim, but he doesn't go seeking out contact. He doesn't play a style that is super physical. When you're shooting so many threes and really just not taking the beating that other players are taking, what's to say that doesn't work when you're 34, 35? I mean, if he's going to keep making 40-footers and shit, like why does that need to – you mean – I guess if you're saying his foot speed could slow up and he gets some slower releases off the screens, but that guy's got the fastest release that will ever play in the NBA, maybe ever. So I don't know why he won't be a consistent three-point lethal shooter for the, really until he wants to stop playing. I don't, I mean, maybe you see some numbers drop. Maybe you see his, his minutes drop because he gets older, but I think that in the almost inverse why LeBron James is still being so good because of his like freak of nature athleticism, Curry's that same argument just on the whole other end of the spectrum. His game doesn't require really any athleticism. It just requires being smart to come off a ball screen and you take a you know, millisecond away from him and he's putting up a three and he's, he's hitting it. I yeah. think with the you, you, the you
0: absolutely have to pay him. Like he's he's been the face of the franchise for the Warriors for however long what however long he's been in the league. When did he come in? 2014?
2: Oh like, seven. Like uh, the, right. Wasn't he wasn't no. he in it in like 07? Or
1: am how just... old do you think this man is? I think two thousand eight was when he was at Davis. so I think it would have been two thousand two thousand nine whatever. Yeah, he's been the face of the he was drafted
2: franchise. in
0: two thousand nine. Holy shit, I was way off. Well, he's been the phrase of the franchise since two thousand nine. I'm curious where you got Bernetti, where do you think the Warriors are going then? Cause they got Clay Thompson on the books for whatever his deal is. Andrew Wiggins is owed thirty million dollars the next two years draymond's up there they're not going to have a whole lot of spending money it's just going to be those four and wiseman and then a bunch of role players like Well, oh, you got- can't
1: just throw off wiseman like that like wiseman is their future i think I that's say the part that you're missing i have a is, question for is you that guys
0: a, well, i was to say is that enough for a championship window
1: It sure could be
2: i think the future we should be talking about is wiseman because I think there's a good chance that Wiseman could be dealt for a superstar like Bradley Beal in order to extend Curry's prime. And they need to get rid of Draymond Green. He has been awful this year. He is just bad to watch. Like, he is so bad right now. The part
1: that that you're missing, too, guys, is they have the Minnesota Timberwolves first-round pick. mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
2: You could package that and Wiseman for Bradley Beal and Draymond you might have to give another first to get rid of Draymond. It's like the, the Jared golf the thing tournament.
1: is guys. It's like, I know that I know as a resident of the state of Ohio and after watching Draymond green baptize Jared Sollinger in college and it hurt my feelings, I've never liked the guy, but the dude's putting up great assist numbers. And I know that traditionally his stat, he isn't a score anymore. And I know that he isn't the same player, but I think you ride him out until his contract is done and take that for what it's worth. I truly think that specifically for the Warriors, he still is so important to that team. It doesn't show up in the stat sheet. You watch him some nights and it's awful. It's just terrible, but he still has stretches that that I think are really good. And I also think that in the playoffs, he's one of the only players that gets better statistically in the playoffs at a crazy high rate. So I think a lot of his game is like developed for a seven game series. And when he's not in that environment, it's not the same. So I don't think you're gonna get any value for him. So if you're not gonna get any value, You got to write it out. Your values in that Minnesota pick. And like Bernetti said, in Wiseman, that's your Beal package. If you think that you want Beal, it's that first, if it's a top five pick and if it's James Wiseman, now you have Washington's attention. They don't care about Draymond Green. You can put together a bunch of expiring contracts to make the money work to get Beal, but they want that top five pick and James Wiseman.
2: I just watching Draymond Green, he is just awful this year. He's shooting 36% from the field as a four, which is an issue because in the playoffs, you're going to need him to score. If he's going to be out on the floor, he needs So that's why I think the amount of cap he's taking up, if they're going to get Bradley Beal, it'd be nice to get his contract off the book somehow. And then maybe next year in free agency, you can bring in someone that can shoot above 36% from
1: the field.
0: I'm a Draymond Green hater this year. You probably have to put Wiggins in that trade too because of his contract. Oh get, right. yeah, get rid of him. Yeah, both of them. Dude, Steph, uh, Beal and Clay, what does that look like? Is that wings? Dude, that is buckets. Yeah. That is buckets everywhere.
1: everywhere. Oh my no god. No biggs.
0: Who's up? Who's like? They could go maybe bring Javale back. Dude, Clay Thompson
1: can guard half the better. power forwards in the league. Clay Thompson's one of the best defenders for his size. That'd be crazy. He could he could guard threes no issue. What would, so a bu- what, would a, two?
0: what would a Warriors-Nets game look like? It'd just be like 150 to 145. Give me the yeah, Nets. The, the, that the,
1: the Warriors would win because late game, Clay actually plays D. Oh.
0: Well, I don't have any other guys that are really that interested. Oh, one more guy, actually. Drew Holiday. So he's got one more year after this year. This is a oh, – I
1: think, Trace, I don't think this is worth it because I'm pretty sure that Bucks are already going to – they're already probably going to extend them. You have to. You gave up like just seven you, picks. Like,
0: if you don't extend them, that'd be probably the worst trade of all time. I,
1: I think that they're waiting, they're waiting out just because of like other like mo- financial things to make it work. But from what I've seen, I think it's already been in the in the works. Right. That they have some numbers that they just need to figure out. But that's a foregone conclusion.
0: Good. I actually like that a lot. I think he might work real well with Giannis for the next couple of years. Okay. Well, I got nobody else left from, uh, the 2022 or 2021 class. There's not a whole lot of interesting guys in the 2021 class. I don't think I even talked about any of them. I want to jump to another segment, one we just came up before, with before the uh, the podcast started. Give them some love. Nick,
1: who are you giving love to? My mans. We already talked about him. Hopefully the future ex-Sacramento King, Tyrese, rookie of the year, Halliburton. The fact that Lamelo Ball is getting more attention for Rookie of the Year is so frustrating, and it's the same concept as why like certain MVP candidates get more love. But Lamelo Ball makes flashier passes, he makes more difficult shots, but what he doesn't do yet, and I'm sure he will eventually, he doesn't make winning basketball plays. Tyrese Halliburton directly translates to wins, and he is like sealed. He has sealed Kings wins that they have no games that they have no business winning. He doesn't need the ball in his hands to be effective. He, there isn't it. You can go look it up. I've sent it to my, to my only uh, friend. That's a, Oh, my only friend, my only <laughs> King's friend, John Fox, <laughs> you John only Fox, who, who needs, who needs a league pass, by the way, if you guys hear this, get John Fox league pass. He just wants to watch the Kings. They're never on broadcasted TV. So all he gets to do is watch their box scores and they're like 32nd highlights. He, he needs he just wants to watch the Kings, but Anyways, there is a minute and 13 second long video of Tyrese Halliburton just baiting NBA guards into steals. Like he sits in help side and baits NBA, all, all NBA point guards into turnovers. Like he has a basketball IQ that it's like off the charts. That stuff doesn't show up in stat sheets like Lamelo. and Lamelo's stats are great. Like I get it. He has cool passes. He makes cool lobs and that's what gets you rookie of the year. But if I'm picking the best basketball player in this class that is directly translating to wins, it's Tyrese Halliburton. The only problem, he plays for the fucking Kings. Get him off of the Kings. The fact that he slipped that far in the draft sucks. I think other teams are going to look back regretting. God, if we would have just taken him at like literally any team in the top 10. Any team in the top 10. The
0: Suns, dude. He should have gone to the Suns. You'd have been a perfect fit there. I love that. I love Tyrese Halliburton. I need him to win rookie of the year. I got a nice little five to 175 hey, on that. If the,
1: if the voters are smart and they, they care about winning basketball that doesn't just look like cool lob dunks, they'll, sit, they'll vote for Tyrese Halliburton.
0: Vernetti, who are you giving love to?
2: So I'm going to give love to another team and another rookie, the New York Knicks. First, we're going to start oh. with Julius Randle. Julius Randle is a no doubt all-star this year. And if he does not get in, that's ridiculous. The Knicks right now are sitting at six in the East. I know the East sucks, but they're sitting 6th they They're a, they're point 0.5 away from being the four seed. And Julius Randle is putting up better stats. Like I looked at something today. He has more points than um, Anthony Davis and more rebounds than Joel Embiid this season. Like the guy is just an animal. He's shooting really well. He's shooting over 40% from three. And he's winning games. What he dropped 40 last night. Like the guy he was is ridiculous just ridiculous last night. He yeah. was
1: ridiculous. He was last like night.
0: six for 12 from three.
2: Yeah. And he's just putting up amazing numbers. And his team is winning in a team that was not expected to be good at all. Uh, and if we talk about that team, they were not. Proje- oh, come on. They were projected. I think the over oh. under and wins was like 23.
0: Yeah. But they're not really like, they're kind of winning. They're a game under 500. They're, yes. But they're six for the They're winning, the they're 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 winning the for the Knicks. They're winning for the and then Another. They're winning another for the Eastern
1: Conference. They're in the playoffs yeah. right now. That's winning. If you're in the playoffs, that's well, winning basketball. But if you're not, if you're under 500, though, you're playing more losing basketball if than you you're are in the playoffs. Basketball. If you're in the playoffs, you're in the top 50 percentile of the NBA.
0: No, not, not necessarily, basketball. because there's way more basketball teams in the West that have winning records in the East. So, like, there's but like it,
1: the you can't West control out. your if you can't control teams outside of your conference. If I know. You're in the, Top 50% of your conference, that's winning basketball. But if you're losing more games than you're winning, that's losing basketball. You're in the playoffs. Playoffs is winning, baby. (laughs) I guess.
0: I mean I wouldn't say the football team was playing winning football this year. Yes, you would. We were talking about on the podcast. Yes, they were. At the end of the year, they're playing winning football. They made the playoffs. They're six and ten, weren't they? Playoffs. And they ended six and eleven. Yeah, six and eleven. Are you kidding me? They almost had double the amount of losses. Playoffs? Did, did they make the playoffs? <laughs> yeah, I guess. But anyway, I do like that too. Joyce Reynolds going hard. I, I like RJ Baird a little bit too i feel like he's uh he's developed yeah. he can't yeah, don't shoot very him. well from outside it's but the,
1: it's about the other guard that Bernetti it's a emmanuel quickly about. yes sir I, he
2: he went to my rival high school we beat him once my senior year Just put on out there he was a dog but yeah i knew it I, I coming into kentucky i was saying that this kid's gonna be legit he's just so poised for a rookie like he he just is so in control. Of the floor when he has the ball, the team runs really well through him. And I mean, his percentage, his percentages weren't great at the beginning of the season. He got him up, so now he's shooting above forty percent, and he's good. He Knicks fans think he's like the guard of the future. It's, uh, and they just got
1: Derrick Rose as mm-hmm. a nice little extra guy off the bench, just throwing Derek Rose who well, on the occasion will give you thirty points like randomly.
2: Now I think they need to get rid of Alfred Payton, though, because you don't want to stunt the growth up quickly and have three-point three guards. Go- three so get rid of Payton and let either Rose or Quickly start.
0: I'm going to give some love to Utah Jazz. I feel like people aren't talking about the Utah Jazz enough. ESPN finally ranked them as the number one team in the power rankings this week. They're 23-5. and five. They're 19-1 and one in their last 20. They've covered 18 out of the last 20 games they've played in. They're gonna have at least two All Stars and Gobert and Mitchell. They're playing, They're the best team in the league right now. I don't know if it's sustainable though. So Congrats. they have,
1: they,
0: they have an incredible resume. Why? Dude, they're the one seed in the I'll West. I'll tell you what's.
1: I'll tell you what's gonna happen.
0: You're giving love to the Knicks who are under 500. I gave Face love to the Knicks. But Knicks defended them too. And you're saying No, this does I just matter? said that
1: I did not defend the Knicks other than the fact that if you make the playoffs, it means that you're playing winning basketball. That's all I was saying. What I also will say, though, is that the Utah Jazz are notorious as a franchise for having incredible regular season numbers, having great regular season teams, getting to the playoffs and not having what it takes to win rings and what the mm-hmm. other teams in the West, specifically the Clippers and the Lakers don't give a shit about it's the regular season. So you have two teams Ooh, sitting over there, you I have two know. behemoths in the West. So the jazz, I guess the only thing that makes it a, a pretty potentially interesting storyline is if they finished in the one seed then the Clippers and the Lakers would have to play each other before you got to the jazz and the, and the Western conference finals. But I'll say this, I've watched the, the Jazz just melt down last year to the Nuggets in the bubble. And the Jazz just melted down because they had Rudy, they have Rudy Gobert guarding Jokic on the perimeter, and all of their interior defense is gone. So any team with the stretch five that can bring Rudy Gobert out of the paint, i.e. The Los Angeles Lakers, i.e. Denver Nuggets, those teams are always going to have a seven-game series advantage over the Jazz until they show that they can withstand that. But this year, to Trace's point, they're playing a lot better offense. And the best part about it is my man's Jordan Clarkson. is going absolutely yeah. nuts off the bench for the jazz. That's it. I mean, we were talking about bets for the season. I told you guys, I don't know what the numbers are, but obviously Jordan Clarkson would be my pick for six man of the year. You did. So I'll, I'll pat my chest, Jordan Clarkson, six man of the year. I mean, you can almost lock it in right now. He would have to literally not play the rest of the season to not win that award. His numbers are incredible off the bench. He put up like 40 last night um in their game so that's the that's the key they have mike conley who's playing at all-star level donovan mitchell keeps getting better and jordan clarkson you have absolute dagger jump shooters and donovan mitchell who's just an all-around great guard at all times on the floor for them
0: they're killing teams they beat the – no Embiid, but they beat the Sixers by 11 last night. They beat the Heat by 18, beat the Bucks by 13 and 14, beat the Mavs by 19 and 12, Warriors by 19. The only team that's giving them fits are the Nuggets. They lost to the Nuggets by 11 and then beat them by four. They're beating everyone. They're killing everyone. They look way better than they have in past years. I know the Jazz notoriously have not been that great in the playoffs, but, they, like, Conley was not playing this well last year for them. He didn't even play a couple games – in the first round of the playoffs last year, Jordan Clarkson, like you said, looks amazing. Sixth man of the year, and Gilbert and Mitchell seem to have figured out how to play together again. I'm giving they're love to a, the Jazz. They're going. They're hard just right a team
1: now. that I think it's kind of like the Toronto Raptors, right? Where it was like no one gave a shit about what the Raptors did until they finally won a ring because they kept having good regular seasons and then just losing in the playoffs. So unfortunately, from from my perspective, I'm just like the same way on the Jazz, like. I, I like them. They have one of the only good Ohio State basketball players in the league. So I'll obviously root for the Jazz with Mike Conley, but I'm just not going to believe that until I see it. And I'd love to be proven wrong, honestly. I'm sick and tired of the Clippers, Lakers stuff on the West. I'd love to see the Jazz and the Nuggets or other teams like that get all the way to the end. So I'm definitely going to root so that I'm proven wrong. I am just I won't believe it until I see it. Nick's just a hater. Well, no, because I
2: kind of agree with that. In the, in the playoffs, it doesn't matter your starting five. It matters – like the thing that matters is who you finish the game with, and I don't know if you can finish the game with Gobert. I just don't think he can guard the two most important people you need to guard in that series. And who are they going to have? Derek Favors guard them. So that's the issue with. I mean, they're going to play Denver probably in the second round, and Jokic is going to go wild on Gobert because Gobert can't guard him. So maybe he they'll put pick up
1: forty-seven someone. on Gobert this year. Like it was yeah, nothing. Was, like it was just a walk in the park. Yeah. He got up forty-seven, like it was nothing
2: they're gonna they're gonna have to go with like favors on him and go small or something because you can't you can't play Gobert a whole game on on um on Jokic or on Anthony Davis. And the difference
1: too is when the the Lakers get abused by Jokic because he's Jokic, they abuse Jokic on defense with Anthony Davis. Mm-hmm. Gobert both gets scored on by Jokic, but then also doesn't attack Jokic on offense because he's not a great offensive attacking big. So the Jazz are always going to be at a disadvantage in the center spot in the playoffs, especially against the Nuggets and the Lakers. And to to a certain extent, even the Clippers, because Serge Ibaka is a stretch five. Mm -hmm. He's going to bring him outside of the paint too. He's not going to be as efficient and as effective as a scorer, but it's the same concept.
0: So they're two games up on the Lakers, two and a half on the Clippers. AD just went down. He's out through the all-star break. The Clippers haven't played with PG or Kawhi in a while. And then, um, I guess the Phoenix are like five Phoenix, is uh, the four seed. they're five games out. Do we think that the jazz are going to finish with the one seed now that 80s down and the Clippers, you know, who knows what PG to me doing with these injuries probably. or, uh, you think so? I feel like they might too. I don't know what the, uh, the Lakers schedules looks like, but they just don't look that good with AD off the court. They, I think one, two, one point games against the Thunder. They got obliterated by the Nuggets when AD went out. So, the, so
1: the Lakers are worse when a first team all NBA caliber player is not on their team.
0: Yeah. But I don't think they can got string it. together. Fuck you. I don't think they can, <laughs> I, don't think they can string, I don't think they can string together wins. Uh, like they'll need to, to keep the number one seed without AD well, in there the, for the, a
1: month. They, they don't care. I just don't think they care. Uh, I
0: think they do. They, they I definitely don't care. want to
1: LeBron's played every game this year. Well,
0: that's, I don't
2: that's think that what they LeBron want to does. play the Clippers. I really don't. I think they, if they want to, they, if they're going to play the Clippers, they'd rather do in the conference finals rather than having to play them in the second round and then go against the jazz.
1: For sure. I just think that at this point with Davis being healthy, unhealthy, they're going to be extra cautious. If it means sacrificing the fight for the yeah. one seed, they'll take the two seed. Um, and I think that if you're LeBron James you're looking at the West Conference, western conference like y'all just aren't going to touch me in the playoffs like it's just I think that's their mindset and whether that's right or wrong we'll see but LeBron James doesn't not make the finals he might lose in the finals the Nets might get him or whatever but he's not he, LeBron James doesn't not make the finals it's just how it works in the NBA so
0: are the Nets your favorite in the east now Nick
1: I feel like I feel like it's so hard to say because they've not really fully had the roster together yet. They play no defense. Like they are historically one of the worst (laughs) defensive teams to ever exist, but their offensive, like firepower is terrifying. I just think that in a, in a, in a matchup against like the Lakers or the Clippers, I just feel like those two teams have so many weapons that the nets just don't have assets to guard. And I think that the biggest thing is if they can get a prim or not a primer, excuse me, a post defender in the deadline and the buyout situation, something because if like the same argument goes with the jazz, having no like ability to violate Jokic or, you know, highlight the weaknesses of these other teams, the Nets just don't have any good centers. They just, they, they had one and they had to give them up to get Harden, and Deandre Jordan is just a shell of himself. So they have no good options at the center position. And if I'm like thinking of a Lakers Nets matchup, I'm looking at Anthony Davis putting up, god numbers because it's one thing if you have someone like kevin Durant who can score on anyone but it's the other thing when anthony davis is just getting layups just getting offensive boards and layups and free throws and that's what would happen against the nets because sure kevin Durant's as long as as ad so he can maybe stretch and guard him at the five for some parts of the game but i don't want my guy that's supposed to be leading me, me on offense also guarding the lakers you know second best player and then if kevin durant slotted down to guard ad that means like joe fucking harris is guarding lebron james that's curtains that's curtains that's 50 20 and 12 i think that jeff, is green, jeff green would have to step up yeah but that, if if you're the nets you're like we are trusting jeff green the guys played on like nine basketball teams i agree when our finals. A like, stopper the lakers have guys that you trust that have played in huge games like even Marcus Saul, like NBA champions that like at the end of the day, you trust. The Nets are relying on guys right now that I don't think are proven postseason trustworthy players. So that's why the buyout market's gonna be huge for them. If they can get some veteran, trustworthy, experienced guys, then I'd really be confident. But at the end of the day, like the Bucks don't I'm not gonna trust the Bucs. I don't really trust any other teams in the East. So it might as well be the, be the Nets.
2: So you don't try. I really like the Sixers this year. I think they yeah, finally got rid too. of Brett Brown. Yeah. And that was thing- my
1: pick. That was my pick. Yeah. I just, I, I think it's the same concept. It's like, am I trusting a Ben Simmons led team with their offensive, like cluster that happens late game? I feel like every close game I watch them, it just is like, I'm just stressed. Like, I don't know what they're doing. They can't get Embiid the ball. The Nets in a close game, they have so many options. And that's what postseason basketball ends up being as close games. But to your point, Embiid looks unguardable. And like mm-hmm. I just said about the big, same issue with the Lakers. Of course, that would be highlighted with Embiid. I mean, he'd probably take 25 free throws against the Nets.
2: Yeah. I think the argument with the Sixers is, if, especially if they're making it to the finals against the Lakers, Embiid can match up with Anthony Davis and Embiid's probably better than Anthony Davis right now. And then oh, Simmons yeah. is one of the only guys that can match up with LeBron and defensively. So they kind of match up well, but it all comes down to like, are you going to trust Seth Curry to continue on this like 15 points per game? And, but I, I don't think the Nets can, can beat the Sixers in a seven game series. I really think that Embiid's going to average 40 in that series because no one's going to be able to guard them. Now, no one's going to be able to guard James Harden and Kyrie. Or Durant. Well, Durant, do you think Simmons could guard Durant?
1: I don't think anyone can guard Durant when he's well, playing at his yeah. best. He's just so unguardable. But yeah, they just so can't Steve, guard anyone.
0: Yeah. So, Stephen A was on first take today, ranting about how the Nets are going to win the finals and they're the best team in the league. And I'm kind of with Nick. I don't think you can tell right now. They played six games together, the three of them. Yeah. They've played 16. I think tonight will be their 17th game together or uh, since that Harden trade, they've only played six games together. Katie and Kyrie are out tonight. There's just no way to tell. I mean, they've there's five and one in those six games. They've scored an average of like 130 points, but they've given up an average of like 125. The only time they held a team under a hundred points was the heat Brunetti. They held the heat to a solid 85 points there, but it's so just too bad. soon to tell. I like the Sixers, too, Brunetti. I think they match up really well. The East is whack. So they have three teams above five hundred. bound to be four. The Celtics are about to beat the Nuggets. I I don't know what to make of this at all. Like, is, is it just going to be a cakewalk for the first three seeds in the first round in the East, Brunetti? I'm – you know, I'm, I have a
2: bias here, but I – don't count out the Heat. I think they're going to make two moves at the deadline. I, they're going to make they're going to get they're going to make moves. So Kelly Olynyk's not starting on that team. I mean that's that's ridiculous right now. And Goran Dragic's been out for the whole year, seems like. So their team that's going to be like a seven or or six or seven team that or six or seven seed that's going to be dangerous. But the definitely the three best teams are the three best right now in the East. But it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see where the like the Raptors are a tough team that's going to be a very low seed and
0: staying with the heat dude i don't know about the heat Bernetti. i keep
1: waiting <laughs> for him to bounce back and they, they got just screwed by me. covid dude they got absolutely yeah by covid they just but need to get they, in the playoffs that's all they need they just need to get in the playoffs yeah
0: they got most of their guys back now though and they lost to the clippers last night with no pg no Kawhi. I don't know, Burnetti. I'm starting to get a little worried. We're 27 games in now. They're 10th still. But they're still missing Avery Bradley and Goring Draggett who are
2: two yeah. very important. They're two starters. So, you're starting Tyler Hero, which I guess they didn't start him last night, but they were starting. You're starting Kendrick Nunn instead of t- starting Tyler Hero, which Kendrick Nunn should not be playing basketball in the playoffs <laughs> for the Heat. Like, he should not. He should be <laughs> locked in a closet with no rap. <laughs> but...
0: Yeah. Okay. I think the we'll, we'll hold up. Yeah. we Heat are the, al- yeah, the, Heat are the
1: ultimate playoff built team. They're built for seven game series. Just like I was talking about Draymond Green, they have like guys like Andre Iguodala the same way. You look at Iguodala's stats, like that guy sucks. He's Why awesome. is he in the NBA? But you can you get him into a seven game series. It's game six. You need a win. He's been there so many times. He knows what it takes to make those winning plays, and he makes huge shots in those big games. So they have guys like that that I think really makes them a hard it's hard to gauge where they're going to be at. Nobody saw them making the Eastern conference finals last year, this point in the season. So we got, to, I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt thinking that as soon as they hit their stride, as long as they make the playoffs, that's really all they need to do is just getting them. Now, obviously if they're the eight seed and they play the bucks, that's tough, but if they can get that, that like six seed range, they can get all the way up to there, which is not hard looking at the records right now. That's like what the Knicks are at, I think. So I think it's very possible to see the heat. still so make a long run in the postseason.
0: So you got the Knicks in the 6 seed, the Hornets in the 7, the Raptors in the 8, Bulls in 9 and Heat in 10. Who out of those 5 teams? I guess we'll throw the Hawks in there at 11 cuz they got the same record as the Heat. Are those 6, six the teams? Hawks. Are those 6 teams who you put in uh, as the 6 seed going into the playoffs? Like who are you predicting? Heat I think that Heat can make it up
2: to the 5 seed. They're only they're two and a half games out of the five seed right now. So yeah. go heat.
0: Yeah. I think if the heat get healthy, they're two and a half games out, out of the four seed. They could be the four yeah. seed. I'm they just frustrated to, they with the
2: Bernetti. on a nine and one. I, you, I understand that, that they lost your parlay last night. So you're salty, but <laughs> they're still, <laughs> <at
0: them>. did. <laughs> I'm just they're, they're going to
2: get on a run. They're going to get, yeah. they're going to have a 10 game streak where they go like seven and three and they're back to 500. But the, the thing
0: about the East is the Celtics.
2: Look horrible right now too. I know.
0: I mean, they they also uh, Kemba injured,
2: injured but Kemba, yeah,
0: Kemba does not look good. He's played better, I guess, over the last couple days, but they've been losing to some bad teams.
2: They did get screwed with COVID though, because they were what like eight and two, and then Tatum got COVID, and then they haven't been the same
1: since. But Jalen Brown's looking amazing. It's the only bright spot. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I got to shout out Mark real quick. Nick shouted him out a little bit earlier, but everybody knows Mark. He's been on the pod a few times on the Misfits Hoops podcast. He said the Cavs were making the playoffs. And right after he said that, I'm pretty sure is when they started their eight game skid. So the Cavs it gets better. Are- <laughs> it gets
1: better. He just doubled down. Last episode said he stands by stand by. He said Cavs are still making the playoffs. He had his chance right. to renege and he did not. He said, stand by.
0: The 10 and 19 Cavs going for the number one <laughs> pick in the draft. All right, let's no, wrap it up with
1: a... According to Mark, go they're going to the playoffs. They're going they're to beat going the to Nets. The they're going to the Eastern Conference Finals.
0: Yeah, I mean, if they get to the playoffs, I guess they do match up well with the Nets. <laughs> All right. Let's let, let's end the pod here with some rookie talk. Cause I think this rookie class has shown a lot of promise through this first third of the season. Nick touched on Tyrese Halliburton earlier in the pod. He's probably my favorite rookie right now too. I want to see more from James Wiseman, Bernetti, because he was looking all right. He was starting for them. And then he got moved to the bench and then he got hurt. Do you think he like looking back right now, Burnett, you think he should have been the number one pick over Edwards or have you liked what you've seen from Edwards too? It's just a fit.
2: He Like, they already have Carl Anthony Towns, so they didn't need James Wiseman. That's why they took Anthony Edwards. And they already had a point guard, so they didn't they didn't need LaMelo Ball. But I think James Wiseman is – he was the most talented player. It's just – if you draft James
1: Wiseman, you can't
2: have him and Carl Anthony Towns. Yeah. Nick?
1: Dude, I don't know. I, I think I'm so – I'm still not sold on any of the top three prospects. They're all still so, like, some days you catch them when they're special – And some days you catch them and they're not. I mean, they all have their flaws for a reason. That's what everyone said about this draft. That's why I was so hit or miss. The Warriors are claiming that they love the Wiseman from the beginning, but you heard a lot of stuff talking about how they really weren't certain who they were going to take. And that's why I'm so big on Halliburton is because it's so clear that he's going to just be a really great NBA player. Now, he might not be nearly as good as the three guys that we just mentioned in five years, but it's like, to me, he has such a higher floor than they do. You know, there could be a a reality where LaMelo ball is the next Lonzo ball for all we know. And like teams are trying to ship him, but on that same flip of that same coin, he could be an all-star like a next year. So it's just, there's so much, you just don't, you can't really tell they're, they're also raw prospects, but I've seen, I mean, I've watched the Warriors are on TV all the time. So I've watched them a lot more than I'd honestly like to, but when at the beginning of the season, James Wiseman was making plays, and I was like, "Holy shit! If he can do that consistently, that's scary." His touch in the mid-range, his three-point jump shot is so smooth, and he just—he was already picking up the little intricacies of slipping the ball, screen, when not to slip, when to set the screen in the other angle to get the guy to, to get the shooter the better look. He's really picking up basketball fast. So I like him better than Edwards and, and uh, Lamella Ball. But my thing is efficiency matters. LaMelo ball is still not an efficient score and neither is Anthony Edwards. They have to take a lot of shots to get you their numbers. Wiseman doesn't need to he doesn't need to rock that much. He can finish you with uh, offensive rebounds. He can be a great, I mean, he has had some great blocks around the rim too. So I'm all in on Wiseman. If I have to pick one of the three, I would go all in on him. But again, don't sleep with my guy, Tyrese, best rookie in the draft. Let's go. Somebody get this man off the Kings.
2: I do love Halliburton, but I will say LaMelo Ball is playing much better than expected. And his percentages are higher than I expected. Like he's shooting better than Emmanuel quickly right now. But I do agree. Halliburton's the best player. and in, in Lamelo's show. on a
1: tear. LaMelo right he now is. is so hot. I mean, he's had some really, really good efficient games to last like four or five times out.
0: Dude, I like Anthony Edwards. I, I, uh, I, feel, I feel like I've seen a, uh, some good stuff from him. He, he's gotten kind of screwed with D Russ and cat being in and out where he's had well, to be the just prim- got hurt.
1: So yeah, he's like gonna he's had the same thing.
0: I know he's had to be the primary primary, sc- primary score for them on most, like not most nights, but many nights this season. That's really hard for a 19 year old rookie, like coming in, he's taken the bulk of the shots and like on a team that's terrible I like his confidence, dude. He'll step into some threes. Like, he'll drive to the hoop. He, he seems pretty fearless as a player. I like seeing that out of him. I don't know. I have hope for him. He's hella athletic. That dude has absolute bounce. I think if they could get some pieces around him, he might, uh, he might be a pretty valuable pick. I don't know. I got hope for these guys. I feel like they're all, like you said, Nick, they're inconsistent, but they're showing some good flashes too. And I, I, I look at a little
1: bit of the upside with a uh, 19 year old players. I think if you're every single franchise, you're looking like you made the right call. I think if you're the Timberwolves, yeah. you're probably liking what you have seen. Edwards. The Warriors seem to be very happy with, with Wiseman other than I know they moved him to the bench, but that's because I think they're playing better than they thought. And I think once they got to the, you know, they're like, Oh, we, we need to start making this playoff push we can't be worried about Wiseman's potential growth. I think all three of those teams are probably very, very happy with the decisions that they made.
2: Am I the only one that just doesn't like Edwards? Maybe. I think he has potential. I just don't love him. I, I think he's, he's like just... The same he was what Lamel I thought Lamelo ball was gonna be, and his efficiencies are so bad. So maybe he'll get better. But one person we need to talk about who is kind of flying under the radar, Patrick Williams from Chicago.
1: Yeah. I yeah, love him. He's,
2: he's he's a beast. He's I mean he's only averaging 10 points, but he's he's just he's very efficient, shooting like forty-five percent from the field, 40% from three. And again, he's one of those 19-year-olds that's just he's gonna a be a
1: specimen. He is yeah. six eight and long and absolutely shredded he is like what you a prototype of a of a wing in the nba dude you
0: know who else is good for the wolves jaden mcdaniel's rookie from washington keep an eye on that guy he's six nine he's only like 210 pounds he's really uh skinny but if you put some weight on him he might be pretty good
1: hey i always root for the skinny guys always root for the skinny guys we don't need to work out we just uh put the ball in the basket Lou williams Will Barton, those are my guys. No weights, just buckets. Brunetti, any
0: final NBA thoughts before we get out of here?
2: No, just – you know, I'll give you one rookie that – because I've been thinking about this and I've been watching. It. I missed so hard on Tyrell Terry. I thought this guy was going to be – I thought he was going to be a stud for Dallas. Like, I was literally like they lost Steph Curry, but they got Terry. Like, he's going to be awesome. He's He just hasn't played.
1: Yeah, so we can this, my, trace. My, uh, I really thought the Mavericks were going to be way better. And honestly, Luke Luka Doncic playing amazing last two weeks. Had yeah, a rough start a of the well. season. Came in a little chunky. He's lost his weight. He's getting back to his his peak shape. He's putting up some absolute incredible numbers. He just, if you go, if you actually watch the games he makes passes to guys who are wide open and they're just not making the they same shots they were it. making last yeah. year. And I think that I misjudged how much they'd miss Seth Curry. I thought that getting Josh mm-hmm. Richardson would be good for them. And it's turned out to be the exact opposite. Chris Tapp's Porzingis also just, he's kind of slowly getting back to his former self, but I really thought the Mavericks would come in hot because of their new new uh, faces. But, and to like Bernetti's point, I thought Terry would be really good. And they hyped him up. They made it seem like he was gonna be a rotation mm-hmm. player and he's not playing at all. No, I mean, they've been the playing floor. the other rookie, Josh Green, before they've been playing Tyrell Terry. And like Jalen Brunson, I mean, he's like arguably their fourth best player right now, which is terrible <laughs> if that's your fourth best player. So I have to eat crow a little bit on the Mavericks. I thought they'd come in a lot hotter. But the thing is, a lot of time left. Luca's Luca. he's incredible. Mm-hmm. So if you get him on the right couple weeks, they get right back into the mix. But I really thought they'd be like battling for like the fourth or the third. Season. They need to that's make a deal. True.
2: They need to make yeah, a deal. They at gotta the make a deal. Who's, I think right, they will. Wait, who's so Blake Griffin's out of Detroit? Like they're they're either gonna do a buyout or they're gonna trade him. Where is he going? And Drummond.
0: Does it matter where Blake Griffin goes?
2: I think offensively he still has it. He's bad defensively now,
1: his, but I think he can hit the a offense, dunk or...
0: in like two years.
1: He's just missing threes. If you're a team that thinks he could make more threes and he's just missing them. Cause his three point percentage is like 27% or something right now. Then I think you could take a chance on him if he gets bought out, but I'd rather have yeah, Andre Drummond of the, of the guys. Is he available? Are gonna, he So the Cavs sent him home yesterday. Mm-hmm. He's the same deal as Blake. They're going to literally just not rejoin the team until they find a new destination for them. So I think that I'd rather have Andre Drummond. Oh if I'm yeah. Like, I mean, imagine if he gets bought mm-hmm. out, man, the nets are going to swoop him up so fast. That's if the nets get drumming, give him the ring. I mean, that's, that's their exact missing at, piece that they need. At needed. that
2: point, why didn't they just send him in the hardened trade? And yeah,
1: I don't think the Cavs wanted to get a, give him up for just that. I think they're going to try to do everything they can to not buy him out, to try to get something back and probably keep him away from the nets and just give the Nets such a great asset mm-hmm. that they need, you know? So well, the well, Heat will trade you Kelly Kelly Olinick for him if you want him. Uh, oh, the Cavs? The, as a Cavs fan of the resident of Ohio, we don't like Kelly Olinick for that <laughs> shit that he pulled with Kevin Love when he dislocated his shoulder. So Kelly O'Linick could lose all of his limbs for all I care. I don't This could be like a return characters. story
2: where he comes back and he brings you guys to almost the playoffs.
1: He's just closer to yeah. Canada. At that point, get the fuck out of the United States and go back home to Canada. <laughs> I do not like Kelly Olenek at all.
0: Yeah, I'm out on Kelly Olenek, Bernetti, Come on, get out of here with that garbage. Well, Nick, thank you as always for joining the podcast. Check out the Misfits Hoops podcast on Apple and Spotify. It's yes, a great podcast. What do you guys release on Fridays?
1: Whenever. We have Whenever. no schedule. All right, just subscribe. Yeah, Every week it's chaos.
0: Get the notifications when you subscribe and you'll be able to find them there. Well, Nick, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for joining us, man.
1: Thank you guys.
0: Thank you again. to Nick Plima for joining the 3M sports podcast. Burnetti. We're going to round out this pod with a little college hoops talk in our red form and Dumbass of the week. Let's talk some college hoops. The Bucks, Burnetti have a, top five matchup with that team up North on Sunday. That's going to be a huge telltale sign of who's going to win the big 10. Who's the best team in the big 10 and uh, who's prime for a number one seed in the tournament. The bucks right now are plus 2,200. If we like those odds, Bernadie, we got to jump on them now because if they beat Michigan, then those things are going to plummet.
2: Yeah. I think we have to take it. I'm, I don't understand as a projected one seed, which I know there's a good chance that we're not going to get the one seed having to play Michigan, Iowa, and Illinois at the end of our season. But come on, like for a projected one seed, the fact that we have like the 15th best odds makes absolutely no sense. I know. I think St. Louis had better odds than we did.
0: No. Not anymore. No, like, no,
2: this is like when we were ranked like 15th and they were ranked like 25th. They had better odds than us. There's something they don't like about us.
0: I think we're still at plus 2,200 right now. Yeah. Look. Oh, I can't see right now.
2: Yeah, we'll see in the morning. But when I checked yesterday morning, it was plus 2,200, which doesn't really make sense for a team that is so balanced overall. They don't like the, – what is – the Buckeyes only – Yeah, well, I think Kyle Young is – is our big guy and he outplayed the or he didn't outplay but he like pretty much was even with the best big guy and yeah ky is a beast so i don't know this this is a fun time to watch in college basketball because when a team gets hot now this is when that they start to heat up and when when march happens they they go on this miraculous run so these look for some teams that are going to start to get hot that might not be ranked right now
0: that can make make some splashes in march so do you think Baylor and Gonzaga are just like the hands-down two best teams that might just wax everybody?
2: I don't I don't know because I haven't seen enough of Baylor. I think Gonzaga is a really good team, but I think with the right matchup, they could lose. I They just haven't played great teams as of recently. They had a really tough schedule in the beginning of the year, which you give them props. They took care of business at the beginning of the year. But who knows? I mean, the great thing about March Madness is it's one game. So it's so hard to predict. It's literally one yeah. game, one one off game for, for your best player and you're out.
0: I don't think either of them are good enough to just be like pencil them in to win how however many games. That, they that Kentucky team, the Anthony that, Davis Kentucky team. Yeah, like that's pretty much the only team in recent memory. Maybe that Louisville team with what was it, Peyton Silva was either. No, they or? weren't no, they were not the pencil in type though. Well, they were the number one overall seed though. Yeah, but but they yeah weren't I, the I think ones you're that... right. They they really weren't. That AD team is probably the only one. They uh, I don't think I don't think Gonzaga and Baylor like that. Like you said, the beauty of the tournament is one. It just takes one game to beat them. There's no series in this thing. You just got to take care of business on that day. We'll see. I'm excited. I don't really know who else I would take a look at throughout the uh, the nation. I kind of like Texas, and I kind of like West Virginia. I love Texas- West Virginia. Texas was playing really, really well for the majority of the season, and then they just got screwed by COVID. Like, their three guards were out. Shaka Smart got COVID. They lost a few games when those guys were out slash when they had just come back. They're, like, 15th in the nation now, looking to be, like, a four or five seed. I could see them making a run in the tournament, too. They got a lot of talent all over the court.
2: Yeah. I. The other team, I would say – I really like Illinois. I think that they're going to make a run. They're good. It's just the Big 10 is is again like this year just stacked from top to bottom. So there's a lot of good teams. But there there is I, I wonder, I don't know who it's going to be, but there's going to be a surprise team that's outside the top 25 that just gets hot and
1: makes it to Elite 8. Drake. No, I
2: Drake. would say I would say uh Chicago. Or sorry, oh, Loyola. Loyola. Yeah, I know they did. Loyola they Illinois. Just
0: split. Yeah. Loyal Chicago. Yeah. Right. They, uh, they, well, Drake was missing. He's they're missing their best player. Now, uh, like Shanquan Hemphill is his name. He's been, he's been out the last like few games. He was, he was a re- huge player for them. He's their best player. He missed uh, both these games against Loyal Chicago. They got killed. The first one pulled out a one point victory in OT Bernetti. It was 45, 45 at the end of regulation. In that loyal Chicago Drake game, if Hemphill can come back, dude, I'm looking at Drake to be that uh, Cinderella tourney team, baby. Give me the Bulldogs. I'm on the Bulldogs. Let's go. They cover everything. Well, that's enough college basketball, I think, because we just we just gotta wait until it's tournament time. It's way too soon to tell. You got to see the matchups and the brackets and whatnot. Maybe we'll do like a big tournament podcast, you know, because everyone loves March Madness. Mm-hmm. Let's finish the pot off with the Red Foreman Dumbass of the Week. Burnetti, I understand you had a top prime candidate for this week.
2: Yeah, so there was recently a a better. We don't know the name of him, but he put $10,000 down, and this was either today or yesterday. So he put $10,000 down on the Wizards to win the NBA Finals to win $5 million. You could do a lot better things with that $10,000. I would rather go and put it on a single number in Vegas on the roulette table rather than putting it on the wizards to win the NBA finals.
0: I mean, okay. I've made a lot of bad bets in my lifetime, specifically recently in the NFL playoffs, but what the hell dude? they have the worst record in the NBA? Don't they? I think they do. And they they're coming off a win. Don't let them get hot. Yeah, They're coming off a win. They had that one mirror. Down five with like 10 seconds left in one. So, I mean, I guess when that's one of your like seven wins, that's a good (laughs) sign. I think that's a bad sign because
2: you had to use a miracle to get one of your seven wins. Yeah, they probably eight wins. Sorry. Oh, they they have a better record than the Pistons, though.
0: Oh, okay. All right. They're moving on up because I'm pretty sure the last, the third worst in the league. league. Oh, up two spots. All right. Let's see those updated power rankings after the All Star break and we'll, uh, we'll see where the Wizards are at after that. They might not even have Bradley Beal at that
1: point. Yeah, he might be gone.
0: That's, like, that's just, like, the meme of uh, Patrick standing behind the free money booth just handing out bags of cash. Like, that dude is Patrick just giving that away to Vegas.
2: He should have just invested in uh, GameStop when it was at the top and just threw the 10K there. That's pretty much, like, like what he's doing. He's just throwing it away.
0: I know. That's pathetic. I don't – why would you ever do that? It's like betting on the Bengals to win the Super Bowl next year.
2: He should just put a 20-team parlay in for
0: 10K and get the same odds, and you have a better chance with that. I would seriously – I'd rather put in – what would that be? I'd rather put a $1,010 parlays mm-hmm. than put 10K on the Wizards to win the NBA Finals. I guess it's paying out $5 million, but I don't think that's good enough odds. No. You no. Know? Well, whatever that dude's doing, he needs to change something. That rounds, the, <laughs> that rounds out the that rounds out the three M Sports podcast. Thanks everybody for listening. We're glad we had Nick on to talk some NBA. We love having him on here. Check us out on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and all other platforms. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at three mb Sports. That's at the number three and B underscore sports. And rate, review, leave us some comments on our posts. Uh, we've been putting some Instagram polls up on our stories. You guys have been pretty active on those, so we'll try and keep it up with that. Uh, thanks for li- listening, everyone. And remember, it's not gambling if you know what's going to happen. Peace out, Bernetti. Peace.
3: You should come here and join me I'm rolling down the road With my windows down My music's loud I got nowhere else to go And then the group takes over my back